go. Trip to the Sweet 16. Katie's got it. Rises up. The shot. And it's good! It's good! Wisconsin has won it! 2.7 left. Last chance for the Panthers. And he said he wouldn't take a timeout in this situation. Jesperson. Half court heat for the ball. One second, got it at the buzzer! And 13 seeded Murray State has pulled off the opening round shocker! What has happened to Virginia? Shock it all! In college basketball, UNVC makes history! Gotta push this to the basket, take it to the basket, guys! Nine seconds! No timeouts left! What are they doing? RJ Hunter for three! Welcome back to the 401, episode 65. We are recording on Monday night, March 13th. We are on the eve of March Madness. In our near future, we will have upsets, buzzard beaters, brackets on fire, and the pure madness that is the NCAA tournament. One of our favorite times of the entire year. We will also have week four of the XFL to recap as the Battlehawks break their own attendance record on the way to a 3-1 and start to the season. We will also look at the World Baseball Classic as Team USA looks to bounce back after its defeat from Mexico. We have a lot to cover, so let's kick this thing off. It's the 401 with your host Tanner Ward and Nick Dushkit. How's it going, Tanner? Nice shirt, hey. uh, like always. You like and, it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I it's was, way too long. It covers my entire ass. I was under <laughs> under XFL dress to this occasion for sure. You know, one thing I noticed with this game, because we're going to open things up with some with the XFL talk and St. Louis has their first home game. A lot of battle hawk gear in the crowd in St. Louis, oh, yeah. not only breaking their own attendance record, but, you know, you look at these other games, because obviously it's the XFL, right? It's not there's not a lot of gear out there. A lot of fans are going to the game, but they're not buying a lot of their team gear. There's a lot of battle hawk gear in the crowd in St. Louis, and it was pretty cool to see. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um I did have a Kakal t-shirt on, but I do not have anything that's uh that I could wear pretty much when it's 50 degrees and under. Um so I had to wear a gray blues hoodie. Uh, Dude, what is stuff, 50 so. degrees? What's that feel like? You won't know that for a while, <laughs> all right, Tanner. I uh, we, we got over a foot of snow yesterday. We we nibbled for <laughs> like a week over 50 degrees and it was awesome and now it's back to being cold. So first week your boy did go to the game. Um yeah. it, was, uh, it was a miracle, but uh I got to get in there. I really just went to tailgate and yeah, so we'll get, you know, talking about that first and just want to say before anything it was an amazing experience, dude. How loud was the dome to be in person? Because, I mean, you you could hear it on TV. It doesn't quite do it justice, you know, but it felt like the atmosphere is pretty good. So it was very difficult as a whole stadium to kind of, like, experience how loud it was. But, like, when they were by our end zone, which I sat in one of the end zones, then you could really hear it because we were, you know, more amped up, obviously, uh, but as a whole, I mean, it, it was pretty freaking loud, honestly. The, the I don't know how the acoustics are in that building since it is a shithole. So it probably did not help <laughs> whatsoever. <clears throat> but man, I haven't been in that 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 
dome in so long and it is yeah. a, just a pile of shit <laughs> hey but it's our pile of shit yeah, right, I know, right? <laughs> and you know i was kind of curious how the crowd would be the, the announcers mentioned it on there and obviously i mean it's obvious but you don't really think about it as they go into halftime you know he's talking about the crowd and it's like this is just mm-hmm. the third professional football game since 2015 in the city and it was just like, oh, yeah, this crowd's been watching nothing but Cardinal baseball and blues hockey. And those crowds are kind of quiet during the action, right? Like blues hockey, it's quiet when the puck's going around for most of the game because people are yeah. sitting there watching the puck. Oh, that's something, it, yeah, amazing's happening or like, yeah, something. well, and then, yeah. yeah, and obviously the atmosphere is different for the playoffs and stuff. But a regular season game, it's kind of like you're sitting there and you're watching the puck. And then in baseball, you're just kind of it's conversational noise, right? It's not a lot until something happens. So I was kind of curious what the atmosphere would sound like. It didn't disappoint. I don't remember no, what the I actual mean, attendance was, but it was over thirty-eight thousand. Broke their own record that they had set in XFL one point uh, back in twenty twenty. Thirty-eight thousand three hundred and like ten. I think it's what. Yeah, they, that's. I mean, that sounds about right. So uh, yeah, no, I mean, we did our job. We we you know we cheered. You know, when they were, like I said, in our end zone, you know, going either direction, we were loud. You know, we we stood when we were in the red zone, all that good stuff. I mean, it was it was, you know, awesome to experience. There was nothing I didn't see like like any real bad mishaps with like fans, like being assholes to each other. We were all like we yeah, we were all united 100 percent. And that that even. You know, that was could have been because of the, you know, how awesome the tailgate was actually too beforehand. I ran into kind of like a, a local celebrity, like TikToker, you know, influencer guy. Not impressed, okay. but um, he did jump through a table and he was right by our friend, my well, one of my friends, like truck. Uh, oh. The truck didn't get damaged at all. So you're all good there. I did see uh, someone on Twitter jump through a table. I wonder if it was the same guy. It probably was. Yeah. Okay. You can literally see in the background a red hair guy that I know. So it's okay. I'll have to go back and look for the video. And he got on the dance cam too. So shout out to Joe Scally, by the way. Very nice. So very nice. Um it took all of five minutes for the stadium to do the Cronky Sucks chant. Oh yeah. yeah. Which we is one two, of my favorite chants. <laughs> two we had two good ones going for sure. And then, like, everyone, like, while we were, like, going into the stadium was singing We Ready, and then they actually did it in the game, too. So, awesome, you know, collaboration there from everyone. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, I remember the first time I went in there for their home opener for 2020 that, you know, as we were waiting for the metal detector, we were in that line, the Cronky Sucks chant was going on. Uh, And then it went on again when we got to our seats. And, yeah. It's I just... think there was a uh, another Cronky um, Pinata. Pinata. Well, yeah. I'm not under sure if that <laughs> just resurfaced or if it was actually there. But so getting into the, the day, the XFL, the Battlehawk day. You know, I wake up. I'm like, hey, kind of want to go to tailgate. This is the official Battlehawk podcast. I would just feel like a bum if I didn't go down there. Okay. And I was so hungover Saturday that I didn't like drink any water. Actually, for some reason, I just sat the whole day and saw it's a bold like, strategy. Cotton Sunday morning, I'm like, I gotta take a liquid IV. So I did that. Went to my buddy's house. We Uber down there. Got out the car. So we get about ten steps out the Uber. I felt cold. 
And I'm like, I have a beer in my hand, obviously, at this point. And uh, I was like, man, I got to pee. This stupid liquid IV. They did not have bathrooms set up for the 38,000. Yeah, a whole bunch of cars. They had the, like five stages just around the stadium of, you know, you know, playing music. One of the the bigger lots was like a half mud pit, though. And that did not, <laughs> that kind of sucked, actually. But no, everyone was amazing. It's the tailgate scene, a lot of cooking, a lot of people there that, you know, from eight o'clock in the morning till three o'clock, you know, game time. So yeah, just a, just a experience that St. Louis needed to happen. The overall game, okay, I thought that the fans carried them the whole way. I don't yeah. even think they played that well the game. Honestly, but here there is a theme this year yeah we're a second half team (laughs) well yes okay we we don't come out hot that's for sure running was decent you know the the uh the pylon like fades were good touch couple touchdowns um what do we get like two point conversions we we get two of them is that like a record i think we got one or two (laughs) we we haven't had a great success at converting the extra point tries we had a field goal that actually went through Donnie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of over him. But. Yeah. I think everyone is. <laughs> um, but I mean, our secondary, they had a lot of drop passes and they were just slightly off because I yeah. think of the sound and, yeah. and all that stuff. But I mean, how bad can it actually affect you if you, I mean, they can literally talk into your ear the whole time. Yeah. But you also have guys who, well, no, I, I take that back. I'm not going to say that. Okay. I was going to say you have inexperienced guys who haven't really had a professional football crowd, but a lot of these guys were still yeah. power five uh, college players. And a lot of those, you know, there's, there's guys that from LSU and, and teams like that, they're, they are used to a lot of yeah. crowd noise. So I, I'm not going to go that route, but uh, I, t- I was kind of freaking out there as the first half was winding down. I was like, what the hell are we doing? There's no clock management here. We had all three timeouts. Oh, yeah. We're letting yeah. the clock run. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, we, we're barely even in field goal range and yeah. we are killing ourselves, not giving ourselves a shot to really get anywhere closer. And then AJ McCarron makes the, the hand signal, the elbow signal to the receiver. Mm-hmm. He knew it was a touchdown the entire time. Like yeah. he was like, I don't need to. Throw, yeah. yeah. He was just like, I, this is a touchdown. Everyone trust me. We're going to take some more time off the clock. And uh, Darius Shepard wide open in the end amazing zone. Game. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Game by him. Yep, on the corner route, and uh, that made it eleven to three going into halftime, and exactly. then, yep. yeah, Brian Hill comes out uh, in the second half, gets the touchdown, makes it seventeen three. Hayden, we have a normal score. Yeah, <laughs> we have no. a normal football. <laughs> I, I saw it. I'm like, that's it. Feels right. Seventeen to three. Uh, nice touchdown celebration by him. Uh, mm-hmm. He he does the it's the funny. swimming yeah. in the end zone. Got a little scary because then the uh, Renegades, you know, scored again. Uh, but then we we punched another touchdown right back in twenty four to eleven I believe was the final. I believe so. And so yeah, I mean we didn't like we put them away, but we we definitely didn't dominate them the way that we could have. Um, and so hopefully you know we get that first home game jitters out of there. Yeah, because we're gonna have to play our best game of the year next week oh, with 100%. the defenders in town. Yeah. So and, and that I mean that game is for the north, right? Because you're only going to get two teams halfway through the season, right? Already that 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 will be the halfway point. Yeah. That'll be week five, and that's pretty much going to decide home field advantage 
if both teams keep playing like this, I this thought, game is basically going to decide home field advantage for the playoffs. Isn't the playoffs all in Texas? Oh, is it? I, I thought you would play the championship games. I have no idea. At a home site. And I thought just the the Super Bowl or whatever they're calling it, the <laughs> XFL championship is yeah. neutral site at the Alamo Dome. Uh, okay. But you might not, be right then. You're not going to have to worry about the Brahmas in there. They're yeah. one and three. But I'm, I thought it was the championship, the, the conference champion or whatever division champion was going to be, you know, home field. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, that's going to be a big one because especially if Seattle wins next week and we lose to the defenders again, the defenders have a two game lead and they've locked up the head to head for the rest of the yeah. season. And if Seattle wins, now we have a tied record for second, which of course we'd have the tiebreaker, but I'm rambling here. I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. Far ahead, I need to yeah. just enjoy this win. But that's what I do. I just I, I yeah. think too far ahead. I think the overall sharing of the ball was what we really needed in this game. Yeah. I, you know, Butler has been a, a staple for us. A hundred percent. He's, he's been, been a staple, but he's been a little inconsistent with the catches. There's stuff he should be coming up with that. Yeah. I mean, are very difficult catches, but he's that talented of a player that he should be making those catches. But yeah, no, it was. Good to see Prol have a couple really good catches. Hill running the ball. Yeah. I didn't see much of Durant. I don't know. I think it it's Brian Hill's backfield until he gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, I think he just got hurt week one. Durant earned some snaps week two, but Brian Hill, it's his backfield. He's the hometown guy. You know, he's from St. Yeah. Louis, so it's kind of cool to see. Uh, even though I don't have him on my fantasy team, I don't <laughs> even know if I won this week, but he's kind of taken over that backfield. But to be honest. I'm not opposed to just throwing the ball like 75, 80% of the time. Like we need to be throwing to set up the run. It does. We cannot run the ball until we've already got the defense to back off. Mm -hmm. Like there is no establishing the run with this team. You have probably the best wide receiver room in the XFL between, I mean, Marcel Aitman's not even getting utilized and he was the number one pick for him. Hakeem Butler, Austin Prohl, Darius Shepard. You have the best receiving core use those guys and then once you start getting the two you know two high safeties and and those kind of softer boxes that's when you can start running the ball that was yeah. the best running game that we had was week two i think against seattle where mateo durant was having some success running yeah. the ball so we were throwing a lot early and that's what helped out so i kind of think that gradkowski just needs to be like all right we're gonna throw 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 we'll mix in a run here and there as yeah, the no. Titans GM would call it, we need to play that Golden State style. Yeah, of course. Football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you kind of talk about a little bit more about the you know the other XFL games. I did see that double forward pass, which was yeah as hell. That is a rule that was a rule last time, right in 1.0, but I feel like everyone just kind of forgot about it and no like one really talked about it. Huh? It's kind of 2.0. So I was thinking about this. <laughs> The XFL, the original Vince McMahon XFL, doesn't really count in this. This is a whole different thing. So 2020 is 1.0, and 2023 is 2.0 of the revamped XFL. You're going to piss a lot of older people off, Tanner. Are you ready for yeah, that? Yeah, older people who probably don't know how to listen to this podcast. Fair enough. All right, go on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that is a rule. As long as the pass is still caught behind the line of scrimmage, you can throw it again. Just like in the NFL, if it's a lateral pass, you can throw it again. Well, now in the XFL, it doesn't have to be backward. It can still be forward. It just has to be caught behind the line. We saw that 
with uh, the Houston Roughnecks just destroying the Guardians. Uh, but the Roughnecks just killed it. Yeah. 44 16 over the Guardians. Roughnecks have still not lost. They are 9 0 between 1.0 and 2.0. Yeah. Uh, the Sea Dragons win their second in a row. Started zero and two. Now they're two and two. They defeated the Brahmas fifteen to six. Brahmas offense, just like I kind of thought after watching them week one against us, their offense is not good. Yeah, they they got to win with their defense. They've only had the one home game though, so three straight road games. They go home again next week. Yeah, we'll see what they're able to do there. They had a good again, press game, so yeah, so that seems to be. Them. I mean, honestly, that that seems to be maybe the third best venue so far. Like yeah, it's St. No, Louis DC, and DC are the top yeah. two. I think DC had twenty around twenty six thousand, maybe. But they're rowdy against us. Yeah. Well, of course, that's a smaller stadium too. We've had and our games have had the highest attendance. The first yeah. game in San Antonio, DC, and now here. So. Yeah, and then the, the defenders route the Vipers. The Vipers just suck, man. And the defenders are good. Like I'm not gonna lie, I did not think the defenders were that good. I thought they had a good defense, and a good offense, but I did not give them enough credit on the offensive side of the ball uh, because they have been tough to stop. Yeah. And their defense is legit led by Greg Williams. So DC is legit. I'll admit it. Hand up. Now they have played three games. Three of their four games have been at home. So that's been kind of the thing. The The scheduling has been kind of lopsided, right? DC and Houston have both played three games, three or four at home, and they're both undefeated. Yeah. So, that's something interesting there. Uh, I did just straight up go parlay the Battlehawks and Roughnecks money lines together to like minus 106. So I am officially 4-0 betting the Battlehawks this year. So I was looking to put up a XFL betting preview. I think I might do that this week when lines come out. I think they came out on Wednesday or Thursday this time. So, you know, I have a day off of work. I think I might do, for, do it for week five because I feel like I pretty much have a good understanding of who's good and who's not. Yeah. Right. And I I need to tweet out the power rankings, but the power rankings haven't really shuffled that much. I kind of had these two teams were the top two. Now it's the top three. Here is your mid three, and then here's your bottom two. Yeah. Right. Like so right now it's Houston's one. Houston's gonna be one till they lose. They're they're Alabama in the in the AP poll at this point. The defenders are two and the battlehawks are three, and that's your top tier three teams. I give Seattle the four just over Arlington. They're both two and two. I do think Seattle's the better team. Then Arlington, then the Brahmas at six. The Guardians at seven, because they've actually played a little bit tougher, even though they've gotten blown out. <laughs> just, yeah. they, got, uh, they got kicked pretty hard. But the Vipers get the tiebreaker. They're both 0 and 4, but the Vipers' home stadium is disgusting. So I'm going to yep. put them last. Okay, good. <laughs> so there's your power rankings. Like I said, pretty much know who's good, who's not. I'll try and get out a betting preview. The only difficulty is now they look at the schedule. The Roughnecks play the Dragons on Thursday night, so maybe I just do it early no. Thursday. They yeah. don't play till they don't play till nine thirty Central Time. Yeah, it's that's bad. Seattle. So uh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Well, yeah, I guess that's only what six thirty their time. Yes, two hours ahead. Or behind ahead. two oh so it's 7 30 their time yeah, yeah okay i i can just never remember that anymore <laughs> mountain times one central eastern's ahead mountain yeah. time's not real mountain time really isn't real it's, uh... <laughs> you should just either go central or west yeah, coast to that point really so 
here's a new there is a new xfl rule idea courtesy of my former neighbor kurt benkert former packers quarterback he tweeted out imagine if football teams were able to lose points on the scoreboard for missing field goals just like in fantasy football but were also rewarded more for longer field goals would be dope to see it piloted in the xfl or something like that so think about that an extra point, you lose, you go minus one. Okay. You miss the field goal, you lose, you go minus one. But now your field goal is worth, I think it should go by yardage. If it's a 17-yard field goal, it's only worth 1.7 points. No, that won't work. But no, it's no, it's three It's three points until you hit the 40-yard line, then it's four, 50s or five. I think that's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's what that uh, three-ball basketball league Kind yeah, of did. they uh made like further three pointers. Like yeah. four I do points, think but... you have to change it in the final like two minutes where every field goal is worth three. Because think about it, if you are chasing four points, you can't get too close to the goalposts. Like you have to stall out your offense. You either have to score a touchdown yeah. or kick a forty yarder. It, I guess I guess you could snap there, and intentionally lose yardage. That is true too. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, it, it, yeah, that's it's a good first thought. Honestly, it's not it's not that bad. I think that I think it's um, a good good idea for the XFL to to play around with. That's but they kind of they don't want do. kicking is their whole thing. I mean, the Arlington went for it for like what three four downs, and I don't know if they got many of them, but uh, but it was exciting at least. I don't I think they're trying to get away from that kicking. Um, I mean, yeah, they definitely don't want a lot of kicking, but also they're they're using that. I mean, the on-field product is inferior. They should to, to a certain degree, so you're going to have more field goal opportunities. They should let you do like a throwing contest, like quarterback has to hit bar down or something. I don't know. Anyway, they should just make overtime seven on seven, like rugby. No, actually, rugby I I think overtime should just be the conversions, which I think is what it is. The extra point attempts. We we don't know college yet, style. Do we? Yeah, no. College style, but I think that's what it is. All right, man. You ready to break down this bracket now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to it. All right. Let's hop over to March Madness. We have play-in games start tomorrow. So two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday. So before we get into the bracket, let's let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think Simo has a chance to win their play-in game? Uh a thousand percent. So they have Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. It's going to be a tough one. They're four-point underdogs. But SEMO is 7-0 against the spread in March. There you go. There you so go. I went and placed a small wager on them to cover the spread plus four. Yeah, don't ever put any actual money on SEMO. No, it's a terrible they will, idea. They will let you down <laughs> every single time. My brother has sometimes like been like, hey, should I bet them tonight? Or I'm like... No, but I mean it would be interesting because you know no you really don't know what the fuck's gonna happen with Simo. No, you don't know what team's gonna show up. And I and I don't mean this team specifically, I just mean Simo. You just never know. Yeah, no. uh, as a school has a tendency to just not show up for some games. I really wanted to see him in the field of 64. I just I've already like cleared my schedule for my last hour of work tomorrow to watch this game. Nice, dude. <laughs> um but yeah, so we get the playing games, and then the real action starts on Thursday. Uh, so we're gonna go through the brackets here. 
it does look weird on the uh, brackets. Like I was looking at the ESPN one, yeah, and like how they had to get Texas A and M, Corpus Christi, and Southeast Missouri State into that small bubble. Like mm-hmm. it was like TMU or TAMU slash SMO. They don't they don't care about that. SEMO, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they just don't give a shit. It's like whoever gets in here is facing Bama. Bama's the one overall. Who cares? So let's just start. We'll work our way from the south region down, and then we'll go over Midwest down. We're already down furthest we can. That's yeah, true. But yeah, so we'll anyways, reverse counterclockwise. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with the South region. This was for me my most boring round to fill out. I did not like, I didn't have a ton of upsets in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really only had one real upset, but for the most part, like the, my sweet 16 of this. So the final four of the South region is yeah. literally the one through four seeds. And I hate that. You have, you can't do that, Tanner. I hate, I hate doing it, but I just couldn't figure. There's just no one I feel like strong enough. I did originally have Creighton over Baylor in the round of 32. As you should. Do I really want to bet on Creighton to win two games? They made it to the Sweet 16 last year, dude. And they have like three returner starters. I did see a thing where it said three seeds. uh, Of the three seeds to lose to 14 seeds, most of them have been Big 12 teams. (laughs) Let me see if I can. Yeah, each of the past four number three seeds to lose to a 14 in the round of 64 were all from the Big 12. That's hilarious. But And there's two yeah. of them this year. Baylor's a three and K-State's a three. So what could go wrong with that? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, biggest thing that I take away is I don't care about San Diego, San Diego State, Charleston, Virginia. Oh, I- I think that'll be fun. Charleston is my one real upset. That 12-5, I do have Charleston winning that one. So I made both upsets because whoever whoever wins the San Diego State-Charleston game is going to get, you know, they're not going to get very far. But I do want to see both those small teams play each other in the second round. So I did have both of them upsetting, um, obviously, coming to an end uh, to Bama. But – Right. And – um. I have Creighton. I have Creighton versus Mizzou. Um, oh, <laughs> shit. In, the, in your Elite Eight. Sona huh? is, uh, is probably going to, you know, obviously go to the Final Four now. And, uh, you know, not Final Four, but Elite Eight. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it is it is what it is. All right, guys? Yeah. It's madness. I do have Mizzou winning the first round, but I just don't see how they're going to beat Arizona. Uh, I'll be rooting for them like hell. But I don't even uh, like Mizzou. I am going to go take the Mizzou over Mizzou Utah State over when that line comes out. I was going to bet it today, but it wasn't out at my sport book. So that was fun. Uh, but I do have Mizzou winning the first game. Like I said, I have the top four. I have Bama versus Virginia and Baylor versus Arizona. Um, again, I, I'm always the one looking for upsets and I just hate when I can't find them. Uh, but I have Bama over Virginia, Arizona over Baylor. So it comes down to your lead eight, Bama and Arizona. And Alabama is just too good. So I have them making the final four, winning the South region. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's probably going to be a pretty popular champion. Yeah. You're not going to like, if you're in a, you know, a bracket contest, I don't think a lot's going to go that, you know, wrong that way, but you just never know. So. Well, that's, that's the fun about it, right? You just never know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Really not much going on. Like you said, you know, 
couple good teams. I think, you know, like you said, you got two top runners with one and two that are pretty yeah. freaking good. So, yeah, like I said, I feel like this is kind of the boring one, which they're not going to be boring games, but I just feel like as far as crazy seating and stuff goes, yeah. I just, I feel like it's going to be pretty cut and dry. Can't wait yeah. to see how wrong I am about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so over to the East region. This was the toughest region for me to pick. Like, this is the one I struggled the most on. That I actually had to leave this region and circle back and fill it last. Or fill it out last. Okay. Yeah, no, all right. Let's see here. Um. So they say um, if there is going to be one upset, it's going to be Oral Roberts over Duke. Um, yeah. I still picked Duke, though. I um, put, I did. I did. O-R-U. That's good. Hey, you never know, dude. Um, really? The Golden just, Eagles? Biggest thing, like, I don't see much with the, the Big Ten, Michigan State, probably not going to do daily squat. Um, you know, Providence, I don't really know how they're going to, you know, fare against Kentucky. Um, so that's just kind of like a – that would be an interesting game to watch because I don't really know what's going to happen at all. I yeah. didn't watch a single game of Kentucky this year. <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't either. Yeah. Um, or see, what made it so tough for me was Purdue is obviously the front runner. They're the one seed to make the Final Four, and I just did not want to put them in the Final Four. No, I actually <laughs> so have a losing second game. <laughs> it was really tough for me, but I knocked them out in the Sweet 16 to a team that could very easily just get bounced right off the bat. So this Four is – no, sweet 16. I have them losing oh, yeah. to Tennessee. Dude, so I never trust Tennessee. I know, I know, I know I'm already screwing myself by having Tennessee make a run. I have them upset in Purdue. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, but I'm doing it. And this is this, you know, <laughs> this is my like my first bracket. Like I, I still have things to think about. So that you know, this might change a little bit. Memphis coming off, you know, a big win over Houston. I just don't think they're going to win against Florida Atlantic for some reason. Yeah, I have Florida Atlantic winning. There is and there is some they times have like a where a 7 foot 5 guy on their team that apparently is like pretty good. So <laughs> there is times where you know you you do struggle to bounce back after a big win. You know, you yeah. have a letdown game after that and But I yeah. mean I, the biggest thing I I actually think Marquette makes it out of this pretty easily once they get out of Columbus. They're in New York City again after, you know, whatever game in Madison. Um, they just won the Big East tournament in the Madison Square Garden. I think that's a you know, pretty good, yeah. um, you know, confidence booster for sure. Um, they're, you know, they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. But, you know, there's not that much other than, you know, Duke and maybe one other team. I mean, like I said, Purdue, if they even make it that far, but they've been shooting themselves in the foot all year. So, yeah, I end up having Marquette win this region for me over Tennessee. My only goal in this region was to not put Purdue in the final four. There you go. And I mean, you did it. Congrats. But by having Purdue get upset, it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to have Tennessee. Like, I've already made this bed with Tennessee. Like, I've gone way too far with them. I got to get them out of here. So it just kind of fell in place. We're just like, all right. Marquette, they're really good. They're the two seed. They're gonna win this region. Yeah. Um, my two runs I want to do, I really wanted Oral Roberts to be my sweet 16 run out of this region. But like I said, I made my bet with Tennessee. 
Um, so Providence got my sweet 16 run instead. So they're going to bounce Kentucky in the first round uh, for the for consecutive years. Not Providence themselves, but Kentucky's going to get bounced in, in the round of 64. Probably. Second straight year. Yeah. And then, uh, and then yeah, Oral Roberts will lose Tennessee. Providence over K-State will lose to Marquette. Marquette versus Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Marquette wins that. So I have a Bama-Marquette matchup in the Final Four. So do I. Okay. Didn't think we'd have the same thing there, <laughs> yeah. but all right. I I bet we end up having the same person here. Actually, knowing you, probably not. The Midwest region, this is my upset region. This is where I was really able to find some upsets. I really had a lot of fun with the Midwest, even though, spoiler alert, I still have the one seed winning it. But So I have four upsets in the first round, um, not counting the 8-9 game. But I do have the 9 over the 8. So if you want to count it, I have five. Okay, but I don't. like I love a good upset region, but that typically means that when you get to the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, it's kind of a cakewalk for the high seeds. So right. I do feel like I have the one and two making it to the Elite Eight here. So you pretty much have Mississippi Pitt over Iowa State. You have um, yep. So State over Texas A and M. So one thing with that nine. is one team from the play-in games has always made it to the round to the um. Sweet 16, right? Or no, to the round of 32, sorry. So one team who's won a play-in game game has won a round of 64 as well. So you got to pick one of them. And this one kind of made the most sense to me was Mississippi State Pitt, one of them taking out Iowa State. Okay. But yeah, so I have Drake over Miami for the uh, the 12-5. Mm-hmm. I have Kent State over Indiana, 13-4. And then Penn State over Texas A&M, 10-7. They pretty much said if Kent, if Kent State can make all their 1,000 three-pointers, then they will win that game. So Yeah. I originally was going to pencil in Indiana to the Sweet 16, but I was like, mm, Kent State's a lot more fun. So, yeah. And then, yeah, I have Auburn over Iowa. So those are my technically my five upsets. Yeah, Four yeah. of them are real upsets. So I don't mind much of that. I mean, I, I have Auburn, I have Drake. Um, I do I think Iowa State actually is a lot stronger team than you think because of the Big 12 was so dominant this year. Well, I mean, they're all strong teams, but when you yeah. get into the madness, you know, you know it is yeah, it is what it is. I, I mean, one of those teams is gonna be hot because that's kind of the advantage of the the uh multi-bid conference teams that get these play-in games. Because yeah. they get that they get a first game. Like they get they're just a little more warmed up, tuned up, ready to go. A little bit. You know what? Houston, I I'm sure you have you said you have Houston pretty much going. Yeah, I have the battle of the state going on here because I have Houston over exactly. Texas in the yep. Elite Eight. So yeah, both great teams, both destined to, to meet each other in Kansas City. Um but yeah, no, I mean that's that's exactly what I have. I think you know, a couple upsets, like you said, hopefully. And uh yeah, no, all all good on that count. Yeah, I yeah, like I said, I have Kent State in the sweet sixteen. So they're my lowest seed to make the sweet sixteen as a thirteen seed. Uh but yeah. Houston Drake, so so Houston and the winner of my West are the two I wanted in the finals before the bracket came out. Yeah. And then they happen to be on the same side, so they are going to meet in the final four. Okay. 
So, and even though I have it penciled in one way right now, my next bracket, I'm going to flip it and make the other one my champ. But, uh, so yeah, let's jump to the last region, the West region. This one was the easiest region for me to fill out, like Mm -hmm. to get to the elite eight. I had pretty much no about, no doubt about it. As soon as I saw these two were in this region, I penciled them right into the elite eight. I really just didn't have to question myself filling anything out. So this will probably be my worst region. Okay. Uh, but so for I have Kansas, the defending champ. They're going to roll through Arkansas in the round of 32. And then in the sweet 16. You mean our gonna, Kansas. Yep. It's Kansas versus yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. They should play for a letter they sh- in the state name. They should. If, if our Kansas wins, Kansas should have to add a letter in front of the K. Like what? I don't know. Ur Kansas. And then every time they beat them, they just continue going. That's, yeah. I mean, it's an idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should write a letter. Uh, but then I have Kansas making it. Uh, Kansas is going to end the upset run of VCU in the Sweet 16. And yeah. they get to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of things, no matter where this team was going to be in my bracket, I was going to pencil them into the Elite Eight, possibly Final Four, and it's UCLA. And so I see them there at the two seed in the West. I you I have, have them least going against the Zags. So I have UCLA rolling through Northwestern in the round of 32. They're going to defeat Gonzaga, okay. a rematch of the Final Four a couple of years ago. They're going to defeat them in the Sweet, Sweet 16, and they'll match up with Kansas. And I have UCLA over Kansas and UCLA heading to the final four. I mean, I have. That one was actually kind of tough to pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm just rooting for UCLA. Uh, I don't care about UConn. I don't even think they're actually that good of a team. I have Uh, them winning over Iona and then losing to VCU. I have Which, VCU going into the Sweet 16. I'm probably going to pick VCU in every bracket, and that's just such a – that's so unfair to St. Mary's. <laughs> um, I don't trust Gonzaga whatsoever still, so uh, I have them losing in the uh, second round. Oh, nice. Yep. To TCU? Uh, to 11 seed. Oh, there you go. Arizona State, <laughs> Nevada. Okay. I think TCU is really good. I think TCU could beat Gonzaga, but I'm just going to stay with Gonzaga here. So you know, uh, I think we have the same final four, dude. Bama, Marquette, Houston, UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. All right. Which it's not that crazy. It's it's a one and two on both sides. It's yeah. not that crazy, but yeah. All right. So, okay. Bama, Marquette, who you got? I got Marquette. Okay. It was tough for me because I really didn't want Bama to make the finals. But also, I did not think I was going to have Marquette in my final four. <laughs> and Bama's just too good. So, I have Bama winning and going on to the natty. Okay. Good old... Uh, there so, we go. We got ourselves a little match there then. Okay, so Houston-UCLA. Houston. Okay. So, for me, it's a coin flip. And I, like I said, the next bracket I fill out when I start doing my ESPN ones, it's going to be the other team. But on this one... It's UCLA for me. So I have Bama UCLA in my finals. Wow. We we went completely different sides. We there. did. <laughs> uh, so you have Houston winning it all? Yeah, I do. I have UCLA winning it all. In Houston? How can you go wrong, dude? Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, UCLA, very veteran team. They did have that guy get hurt late in the season. I don't know what he actually did. 
but uh i think he tore his achilles from the podcast i was listening to today wow okay. so pro- <laughs> probably not available which well you never know dude hand up i did fill this bracket out before i listened to that podcast <laughs> so I, still really good I did learn about the uh torn achilles after i penciled in for an addy but i'm staying by it you know they do like i said a very veteran team guys that have had a lot of experience i think they're gonna finally get one keep us posted on these odds though if you're gonna if you're gonna bet any uh just kind of randomly on the on these games how so you you picked Simo to cover, or I just picked Simo to cover. That's gonna be one of the few spreads I probably actually take. I'm gonna just mostly look for overs. Uh, so I'll go back Thursday to to the sports book here, and uh, I'm definitely gonna be looking at some overs in the South region. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good team. So yeah, so can score, especially Frank once we get score. in the second round. Yeah, Mizzou, Utah you know, State, like West I said, Virginia, or like non-stop back and forth so yeah but so if i get these matchups bama west virginia creighton baylor and mizzou arizona i'm gonna go put all the overs on that <laughs> that'd be insane <laughs> yeah yeah if that all works out just like i have it then i'll go bet all those overs yeah hopefully you make some money man hey that'd be well. cool yeah yeah i'm still playing with house money from the super bowl so off yeah yeah uh so is that i mean that's about it huh about that's about the man do we do we need to get a 401 bracket going again you want to it was pretty easy set up even though some random guy won it last year yeah some i hope more random people win things i don't (laughs) what did we get because then they do they dm you saying like what did i win (laughs) (laughs) fuck you dude i don't know you what did we do for the winner of that last one? Well, we were gonna do a t-shirt, and then oh, we owe a couple t-shirts out. We do. So let's do it again. We'll put a t-shirt All on right. the line <laughs> for the winner. <laughs> Nick's gonna set it up, and he'll tweet it I'll out. Set it up. <laughs> <laughs> he'll tweet it out at four hundred one. Oh yeah, don't forget to follow us at four hundred one pod. Uh, yeah, Nick will set it up. He'll get it ready, rock and roll, and we'll get it tweeted out. And uh, yeah, we'll give away another T-shirt. Let's actually Whenever design, we make I'll actually design a T-shirt this time. Okay. And like put it on there. Well, here's what we'll do. You design it. Don't share it with anyone. Okay. And then you're going to share it with the three people who we owe a T-shirt to. Okay. So we'll have to look back Me, and figure you. out who the random was. No, <laughs> not sending him a t-shirt. No, no, we're, we're just going to send him the design and be like, yeah, we got him in the making. And oh. then, and then we'll wait till next year say, when, say, when we owe four people yeah, a t-shirt. Say, we can tell him that uh, he has to win it two years in a row to get a t-shirt. No, hold on. How Famer. many t-shirts do I need to order? Because normally when you order t-shirts, they become really cheap when you mass order them. Obviously. So if it's like 10 t-shirts, then we'll actually finally get them when we've, when we owe people, owe 10 people t-shirts. I think actually eight because you need one. I need one. So when we get to eight, eight t-shirts given away, who do we got to give one to like, I, I have it. I still have it. We did a, a Twitter thing. Uh, and somebody won it, so we got uh, him, some random guy from our, from the, uh, 
last You're not t-shirt <laughs> we're just gonna keep in the t-shirts you want uh, me so there's a SEMA watch party at a couple places in uh st louis Wingstop? oh no in st louis i thought you were gonna say cape um and uh should i just bring my t-shirt launcher like and just fire it all over the place <laughs> 401 podcast on it yeah well they gotta earn official, it unofficial give away our red hawks podcast <laughs> yeah we're 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 a, we're just a hawk podcast man red hawk battle hawk there are a couple matchups where it's like marquette if marquette and i think oral roberts play it's two eagles um there's two cats i think k state and arizona there's a lot of cats yeah there's a lot of cats or even well, Kentucky, I, mean, I think the same one Mizzou, isn't it tiger tiger's a cat well anyways wildcat i'm pretty gotcha. sure gotcha yeah. yeah um and then there was a couple other pretty fancy ones but yeah oh you know what i was thinking i was gonna do a bracket with the dog have him pick the winners your dog Yes, I don't know. Why. <laughs> so we're a little short on time to change dogs, so I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. All right, I need to figure that out. Bo's a smart dog; he'll figure it out. He is, but I only have <laughs> one printed bracket, so that's kind of a challenge. You, you have a copy at work; you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll just print off more at work, and then I'll bring yeah. one home. I don't technically have to have it done till Thursday. Yeah, no, you don't. So there we go. I'll have Bo. Fill out a bracket. Day this weekend too. Creighton yeah. plays on seventeenth. Kind of disappointed. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's go to All some right. some baseball. Yeah, let's talk off. about the World Baseball Classic real quick because we only get it once every three years, or sometimes when there's a pandemic, you only get it once every six years. And I forgot how fun it is. Like, what, I mean, I mean, some of these teams. Now, first off, it's really hard to to figure out when games are right now because the overseas games are all like at 4 a.m but then all the games in the u.s are like at 9 p.m so oh, yeah, they're all east Co- or uh west coast because it's only well, field there's ready there's an east coast pool is a there? or not pool a pool uh pool d that it's at the marlins stadium oh florida i forgot about florida yeah but it's either in Arizona or Venezuela, like the Dominican, Puerto Rico, Nicaragua are all in that along with Israel. Uh, but yeah, then you have uh, Tokyo and yeah, the uh, Diamondbacks Stadium for the one team USA is in, which they play. They should have first pitch off about right now against Canada. And what is a must win? Kyle O'Neill, yeah. They got some help today because Great Britain actually won, which is insane. They're so bad great scott (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah because team usa lost to mexico last night and lost so bad i think it was 11 to 5 that that's like the first tiebreaker is runs allowed or run differential but that six run deficit really hurt us to where um nick martinez started and they jumped him well his name's martinez he probably just he's been pretty good like he's he's really put Mexico? together some, a couple good years, uh. But uh, who did they throw last night? Lefty is oh, uh, but he was sharp. Urias is on Mexico team, isn't he? For the Brewers from Dodgers. Oh yes, uh, yeah, he is. But the Brewers. Is Michael is going today. Tonight? I believe he is. 
man, that's a tough game for him, man. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, yeah, you got to contain Tyler O'Neill and Freddie Freeman. Puerto, yeah. Puerto Rico beat Dominican first game and then Venezuela destroyed Puerto Rico. Dude, so. Venezuela is Venezuela is 2 and 0. They beat Dominican and Puerto Rico. First oh, time man. ever. First time ever that Venezuela's beaten Dominican. That was a hell of a game to watch. Like you're watching these roster or these two teams and it's just ridiculous the amount of talent right. on there. They just they play you don't baseball really, all year round. Well, you don't really think about how loaded Venezuela is when you're when you have the Dominican and Puerto Rico and they're just two all-star teams. How do they get in one group together? They go by location. Oh. Well, that sucks. Yeah, that does suck because that's three of your best teams. You know, USA has a fairly easy pool. Why so are we Japan. with Great Britain then? So does Japan. Uh, United Nations. I don't know. <laughs> Japan has a fairly easy one too because Australia is going to come out of is is coming out of their bracket after going three and one. It's kind of crazy. Hey, mate. All right. But dude, Japan looks. I don't know who's going to be able to hit them, man. Their pitching staff's ridiculous. Okay. I believe you. But so pool A, everyone went two and two. So that's fun. Damn. <laughs> so Cuba, Cuba and Italy win by tiebreakers. The Netherlands, Pam, Panama, and Chinese Taipei. Everyone goes two and two. But yeah, Cuba, Cuba and Italy advance. Japan and Australia advance. Uh, those are your pool A and B. And then we're two games into C and D. So. U.S. basically needs to win out, and they can still win their pool, but they'll probably get second behind Mexico because Mexico will have the head-to-head. And then Venezuela is in a good spot, man, because they just knocked off the two toughest teams, Dominican and Puerto Rico. Now they have Israel and Nicaragua left. I mean, they they might sweep their pool. Maybe. But, yeah, you just Maybe. kind of forget at how, like, how good Nicaragua is. Or, no, how good Venezuela is. Yeah. Altuve, Salvi. Santander. I mean, they're all cheating. That's probably why. No one's cheating. It's a world baseball classic, man. It's electric to watch. It is electric to watch. I'm going to go put a game on as soon as we're done with this. So, By the way, I think we're done with baseball talk, right? Yeah. Last of Us. Dude, don't say anything. I haven't got to watch it yet. Disappointing. Don't say anything. I haven't got to watch it yet. I've ever watched in my life. I don't want to hear anything. I haven't got to watch it yet. Dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's not even exciting. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't want to hear anything about The Last of Us until I've watched it. Well, you played it. You lived it, dude. I never finished the game. I'm in uncharted territory right now. And not to make La- a last dog problems, reference, but like, I don't know anything that's happening. I missed last week. I haven't caught up with that one yet. And then I still have to watch finale. I'm two episodes behind now. And I have no idea what's going to happen either one of them. So I can't wait to watch, though. I'm going to like it still. You may not like it, but I'm going to like it. It's a tough one, man. Tough to get through. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the 401. Thanks, everyone, for sticking around. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at 401pod because Nick's going to be tweeting out the link for the bracket that he'll have up sometime in the I next it took me like five tries to finally get the link to the bracket up last time <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get that going favorite. we'll get that going and have that up and uh yeah and go come with a free t-shirt in the near future some yeah, point in the next five to ten years you'll get it so all right thanks everyone for listening to 401 we will see you next time <laughs>